Welcome to the Seven Figure Box Podcast. My name is Andrew Frezza, and I'm joined today by my brother and uh, co-owner of CrossFit Palm Beach, Tony Frezza. And we're going to be talking about a topic that came up recently, which is, should you price match your competition? Um, and Tony kind of ran into a situation that kicked this off. So tell us what prompted this topic in your mind, Tony. Yeah, so we offer no sweat intros, and that's where we just have someone come in from the outside and, and talk to us for 20 minutes and learn about the gym. And uh, one of the questions the guy asked was, would you be willing to price match the rate that I get currently <clears throat> Excuse me, at my gym? And um, of course, my reaction was no. Um, but I feel like my reaction has changed over the years, and I feel much more confident in my no. Um, because when I tell someone no, I'm really saying that I'm not willing to compromise the quality of what you're going to get here at our gym just in order to price match someone. Yeah, and I think years ago, there probably would have been even a consideration in our mind of like, I don't know, would I price match, right? You're almost less confident about the service you offer and if there is a real value there. And over the years, as we've added more value to our service and we've seen a lot of uh, other gyms go out of business, it's, it's become obvious that yes, we are offering a premium service and that we do deserve to charge this higher price than our competitors. Yeah, and we've heard uh, like membership prices all over the board. Um, and this guy even quoted you know $25 a month at one of the gyms he pay, play, pays for. And you know it's really just like, I couldn't believe that someone was willing to give him that amount of quality. You know, that's where that's where it hit me in my mind was like that that a gym owner is willing to give that little to someone to charge that little like and I don't know what kind of experience they're actually getting, but it says a lot about the experience they're getting from what they're paying. Definitely. Yeah, and I think we want to get to the point where in our local community, we can't maybe do this nationwide or worldwide, but in our local community, we create a brand where that brand has a value that people see above and beyond the price, right? We don't wanna just charge an arbitrary crazy amount just for the sake of doing that. Um, but as we know from being on this side of the numbers, the business side of the numbers for so long, a lot of people are underpriced. And in order to get that price that we know uh, we have to charge in order to have a successful business, it really helps to have a brand that you can trade off of. And that comes from what we found over the years is just doing an exceptional job with a lot of people. And when you do an exceptional job with a lot of people and then you showcase that on things like social media, over time you establish a brand where people people might, what we've seen over the years is we've seen people go to other gyms, like a gym closes down, they go to another gym or they're just tired of their current gym, they go to another gym. We might be the third or fourth gym that they try because they're trying to they're trying to justify that lower price in their minds. I, you know, It's too expensive to go to CrossFit Palm Beach. It's too expensive. They finally come to us and they finally stick because they finally get why it's there. And then when you have enough people like that, that creates a brand where other people, they can convince their friends better because they've had this experience of not wanting to pay it for so long and then paying it and seeing the value there. And that's one of the biggest points we want to make today is that you need to charge a price where you just over deliver and you just give the members so much that they are become raving fans. Um, I think like, we'll talk a lot about price setting, but when we were like in the younger stages of our business, like you, you just assume the lowest price is the best price, right? You, you want your customers to love you and you assume the lowest is the most lovable. 
and you're going to get the most clients from it. Um, but I think we need to turn that around and say that um, really the best price is not the price that makes your customers love you, but it's the price that makes you love your customers, right? To where you get excited to coach them every single day because they're paying you enough to have you bring that excitement and bring that energy and, and have the resources at your gym you know, and, and the coaching staff behind it to back up everything that you want to provide in an experience. Yeah, that brought up a situation that happened a few months back when we had um, Dr. Sean Pasuch come in and work with our team. He worked with us in a, a sales workshop prior to going through the movement workshop. And he kind of like cornered one of our coaches and asked him like, how much does he make a session? And he was like, do you get excited to make that? And he's like, the coach was like, you know, honestly, I would, I would do a lot of this for free. And you could see this coach had this like internal battle where he's like, I would do a lot of this for free because I love doing it. But it's like then once you put a price in it and you make him decide on a price and, he, and you're asking about this specific price, does it get him excited? He's like, honestly, no, it doesn't get me excited. And then once we figured out what that price was, it was cool to see that a lot of our coaches kind of resonated with the same amount. And it, it's, it's such a great point that you bring up that it has to be something that if you do garner that amount that you are excited for and you are excited to put in the work and able to put what you want to put into it because we all want to deliver an exceptional service but if we have to have so many clients that we're going to be spread thin like what if you what if your gym is full what if your personal training book of business is full if you're full and you're still not making what you want to make then there's a problem there you have to set it up where even if you win you actually win Right? If we set up a situation where even if we win, we still lose because we're not charging enough, then that's that's not a situation we want to be in. That's a rat race that there is no winner. Yeah, and I think uh, I'm reading a lot in like business books lately, and I feel like there's a lot of businesses shifting from like the customer comes first to the employees come first, right? Because if you have a, a happy staff that's productive and providing a great experience to your customers, that's really what comes first before the customer's experience. And you have to charge that amount to make your staff happy, to make them excited to come in every day. You know, so that's, it's a, it's a way of thinking about your staff first before your customer in a way to make sure they get paid the amount that's, that they want to make. I think that's also a great way from a mental and emotional uh, standpoint for owners to get over the hump as well because I think I can relate to this I think there's a lot of owners out there that can relate to this even when we're not doing well even when we're not making a lot of money even when we're working a crazy amount of hours a week we're still afraid to charge the other person more because we feel like it's a situation where if I charge them more it's money out of their pocket and money into my pocket and it feels very selfish to do that even when you're scraping by paycheck to paycheck or not even paying yourself anything at all. It's still, there's this element, if you're this unselfish person, which I think most people who get into opening a CrossFit gym are, they wanna genuinely help people. It's hard for them to get over this hump of like a dollar out of that person's pocket is a dollar into my pocket. But if you can make it about your staff, that can change the game for you. Because now it's not about, I wanna charge you more because I wanna have all these you know, I want for myself to live this incredible life. It's like, no, I want to provide for the people around me. I want to provide for this 
great person that's giving you know everything to make these people better i want to provide a life and a career to them and i think that's just a great way for owners out there who are naturally very unselfish for them to get over the hump of charging the right price or charging more than they are currently today yeah and at the end of the day it's it's like you gotta feed the machine that is your business right if you don't put the quarter in the merry ground doesn't go like that machine takes fuel and that fuel needs to be fed every single day like or else the machine's gonna shut down and we've seen it one too many times around here locally where we're getting people from other gyms that have shut down because they weren't properly you know funding the business with proper membership prices yeah, it's, it's so funny that one of the the prominent ways we get this question of will you match my old rate is when it's from a person who's coming from a gym that recently shut down. Um, and I've talked to another local gym owner that's experienced the exact same thing, so I know it's not uncommon. And our response is like, look where, look where charging that got that gym, right? That gym's no longer in business and you're telling me that I should charge you that I want to be around for decades. I want to be able to create this great experience for you. And I'm definitely not going to charge what a gym down the street charge that just went out of business. There's a reason why they're out of business and the reason there's a reason why we're still in business and why our prices have to look a certain way. Um, and we just had another local gym um, found out it's going to be shutting down at the end of the month. And it's just, it, it's really proved to me that as a whole CrossFit and that type of micro gym has just undervalued itself. When we start to look at Orange Theories, we start to look at Soul Cycles, we start to look at yoga studios, they have us in three key ways. Number one is operational capacity. They have more people per square foot in their facilities. Number two is that they're charging more per class. A lot of them are charging 25 to $30 per class, where a lot of CrossFit gyms, if they broke down the numbers, would be somewhere between like seven and $12 a class if you actually looked at what someone's paying and how often they come in a given month. Um, and then the third and final thing is that we're, as CrossFit gyms, we're, we're harping on coaching, 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 and we're trying to give people this super premium service of the best of group classes and the best of personal training for like seven to $12 a class. And we've just underpriced ourselves completely because we're saying, we're looking at the guy down the street we're saying, okay, they're charging 135 a month. We're gonna charge 129 a month. But you know, when I started CrossFit, I felt like I didn't get enough one-on-one attention. So we're gonna have two coaches in every single class. And it's like, the numbers just don't add up. And I think that it's, it's taking a lot of gyms to close to start to actually finally shift numbers in the right direction. And I think even someone like us that's on the higher end is still undercharging for our service. Oh, definitely. Um, you brought up a good point there about like looking down the street to to get like membership like pricing like what do I charge and I think this happens across like a lot of different businesses too not just the gym industry but like you know a lot of service industries where you're in charge of you know hair like doing hair or something like that like what what do you charge for that and a lot of people just kind of default to well what does someone else charge for this you know rather than thinking like I want to be my own thing you know I think it's like you talk about like the commoditization of your product like and are you just a commodity or are you your own product you know like in in very few industries is it okay or a benefit to be a commodity like i think of like a gas station like if you're just like 
you know, Tony's gas station, you want to be associated with other gas stations so that people think you have as good a gas as a Chevron does, you know, but when you're in a service industry like us, like you don't want to just tie your prices to someone else to think you have the same product as them. You know, you can differentiate your price because you have a different, different product. We talk about it before, like, you know, do we want to be commoditized with other CrossFit brands? You know, like, do we want to still be, you know, CrossFit Palm Beach so that when someone comes in here from the street that they say, well, you're a CrossFit gym, I know exactly what you are, you know, and you should charge X, you know, or do we want people to, to say, what are you? What do you do here? Okay, now what do you charge? Right? So they're not going off of, hey, I know exactly what you are. What do you charge? That's all I need to know. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the biggest reasons why we wanted or we thought about rebranding is because of that. We hate not being in control of that conversation. And, and like you said, when you're a brand new gas station or you're a brand new company, you almost want to be associated with the crowd. But then once you start to have some success, you're figuring out how can I differentiate from the crowd? I don't, I want to tell my own story. I don't want other people to be responsible for who we are and what we do and what we bring to the table. Um, and actually I just recently did an interview that should be out earlier this week, um, with a guy, Daniel Neary, and he was talking about, he has, he owns personal training studios. And again, his switch is what I talked about earlier. He had a business coach that was like, what do you want to be able to provide for your staff and for yourself? And let's price based on that. And when they did that, when they built it out in their personal training studio over the course of, I believe it was about a year, they went from $50 per session to over like close to $150 per session for personal training. And now when they build out a gym, they don't look at competition. What they do is they say, can we get a hundred members at 1300 to 1500 per month at this facility? That's their goal. That's how they build out. They don't look at the competition around them. And they're trying to do that in less than a thousand square feet, which is crazy. You know, most people just to hear that those numbers in a micro gym space or group class space, those kind of numbers just, you know, blow, blow people's minds. But I think it's really just important to understand that it took him working from beginning in the end, beginning with the end in mind to say, what do I want to provide for my coaches and myself? And you should have a profit margin built in for yourself and then working based off that. Yeah. Um, you know, setting prices, like you want to be able to give more to your employees so that they can give more to your members. Right. And I think like, like what we see with the gym owners is like they don't have enough energy to give more to the members. Right. And that's what I really think we've done a great job with by, by seeing that we were falling short on membership prices raising prices over the year so that we could do amazing things now that just totally over deliver like starting a committed club where we give out a raffle each month and do prizes membership credit we do the committed club t-shirts you know that's a, a free you know it's a free thing to the members but an expense on us to provide a free t-shirt to everyone that makes a committed club for the year you know there's so many little things that we do now that we wouldn't even have the mental space to do, let alone the financial wherewithal to pay for, had we not tried to see this end of creating magic moments for our members, that we actually increase prices along the way and will continue to increase prices in the future as we try to create this just magical experience. You know, The Power of Moments um, is a great book uh, by Chip and Dan Heath. 
uh, it's I highly recommend it because it gets you thinking in this way of just not providing like the day-to-day things that people expect but provide the thing that people will talk about a week from now a month from now a year from now like what will they really remember about how you changed their lives and I think it's it's kind of weird to think price setting affects that but as we've seen in our six and a half years it's it's huge it's given us a lot of freedom to do, to create these moments yeah and and I would look to you know as I mentioned earlier I would I would look to some of the franchises in your area if you want to look at any type of price structure look to places like Orange Series and Barry's boot camps and see what they're charging because these are people that have to be successful in different markets and if you're gonna base your prices off of anyone out there besides yourself look to those people that are successful don't base it off someone who's already not successful if they're not achieving what you want you certainly don't want to be comparing yourselves to them Um, it's one of the things that I think has been so fantastic about those type of of companies entering our space I don't see them as competition at, at all even in Orange Theory which is a similar enough program to something like our Beach Fit where Someone might be choosing between the two, in theory, of what program they want to start with. But one of the best things they've done is they've established this price point in the customers' minds, in the local area's minds, that a a good fitness class is worth $20 to $30 a class. Um, And I think that's a great thing for our industry. And I think that if you're going to look anywhere, that's where you want to look. Definitely. Um, so one thing I, I wanted to kind of touch on, and like I said, we have we have a local gym that's that was going to be closing, and and I'll be honest that that thought crossed my mind is not necessarily the price matching thought, but like, do I want to do a deal for them, right? Do I want to set? Do I want to offer them something special that we may not offer to the general public? I think that's naturally inherent in anybody, and I think the thing that I want to encourage you guys to be thinking about with pricing is. Don't ever discount your long-term memberships. Whatever your long-term membership is, hopefully you've established that for a reason and that gives you the ability to pay your coach as well. It gives you a built-in profit margin. It gives you a chance to invest in continuing education or facility upgrades. All that should be built in to your long-term pricing. And if you don't have, if you're gonna discount that, you're taking away from stuff you can do in the long-term. If you wanna offer something in a short-term window, I'm fine with that. If you want to give them a free week, if you want to even if you want to even price match in theory their first month, if they're paying $99 somewhere and you want to say, "You know what? I'll give you a $100 referral credit cuz we charge $200 a month. I'll give you a $100 referral credit off your first month." But as soon as that first month over, if you love it, you're going to be at the normal prices. I'm fine with any type of short-term stuff. I would always word it like as a referral credit rather than a price match, so it's not you know, you don't put yourself in a situation where there's trying to like, you give them an inch and they try to take a mile. I would word it differently, but never, never discount your long-term stuff, um, especially if it's something you're not willing to do for any person that walks off the street. Yeah, and if it gets them in the door to actually try the product and and get beyond questions of price, then then you've done a pretty good job because I, you know, with Mr. Price Match who asked the question to me a few weeks ago, like, I, you know, he, he'll never get to experience it or, or hasn't yet, you know, and we don't know if he will be back in, but he, he has nothing to compare the price to. Yeah. And we're, we're playing the long-term game. So if someone says no, no big deal. We've had plenty of people that have told us no that are back 
couple years later, five years later, um, and they're paying a higher price because our prices have gone even up since when they first walked in the door, and they're willing to pay that because now they've been around the block enough to know that there are higher value services out there. So um, yeah, don't be afraid of no in this instance and be willing to play the long-term game here um, because yeah, if you wanna be around for decades, you have, to, you have to protect your rates, you have to protect your profit margin. Anything else to add? No. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, guys. It's Andrew again. I just want to remind you that if you haven't yet downloaded our staff playbook that we released last week, if you're in the process of creating your own staff playbook or you haven't even considered it yet um, or you just need to update your existing one, I would highly recommend downloading our staff playbook that we just released for free last week. It's an 80-plus page blueprint of how we run CrossFit Palm Beach from A to Z. So go ahead to sevenfigurebox.com slash staff playbook to download your copy today.